Okay, we're back on the Small Council podcast. This is the Game of Thrones slash Song of Ice and Fire side pod, uh, side project, podject on Brooklyn Rebound podcast. Now, of course, it's your boy, King, as I've styled myself, King Padre. And I've got my Master of Whispers in the cube here, Lady Liss. Listen, I'm supposed to be meeting with, you know, some other members of my small council very shortly, um, namely my master of coin and my hand of the king of the pod. And I gotta I gotta be honest, before I get in there with them, like they're pretty two pretty shifty characters in my you know, in my estimation. And being my master of whispers, I really need some dirt on them or I need to know I'm I'm frankly suspicious of both of them and I don't know if I should be alone in a room with the two of them if I'm not fully informed you know what I mean definitely well if you want some dirt you've certainly come to the right person that's good that's my why. little birds have kicked up some dust on both of your fellow podcasters excellent so who would you got? like to start with and but before I start I will mention that your your voice is sounding a little better than our last if you want to check out our last podcast appearance small council one Season six wrap up. You were a literal whisperer on that one, but yes. glad to see your throats cleared up there. Thank Drank you. Drink some tea or something. Let's start with the less shifty of the two characters, in my opinion, uh, Anna, the ma- my master of coin. Oh, Anna, master of coin. She likes to play very innocent, but I'll tell you something. Hmm, I've noticed. Yeah. She is the master of coin, and she's been using it for her own gain. What? I've heard, and don't ask me how, that she's been embezzling some of that coin. Just, you know, a gold coin here, a silver coin there. No one really noticed if you skim it off the top. I haven't noticed at all. This is my, the king's capital. So the other day when I was like, Anna, I need 20 bucks. And mm-hmm. she's like, sorry, I, I don't got it on me right now. She really did have it on her, and it was just in her own pocket? Well... That's the thing. She's too smart to carry it on her. Let's just say she's been investing in a little whorehouse owned by a little finger. Unbelievable. He's really expanding its franchise at this point. He's expanding into lower Manhattan. Lower Manhattan, Dorn, everywhere. Unbelievable. And my master of coin is a business partner with Littlefinger. Is that what, is that what I'm hearing? That's what you hear. And but not you me. wouldn't lie to me, my master of whispers, right? No, no. My little birds told me. They retweeted it, too. Oh, they even retweeted? They even retweeted. All right. Well, luckily I'll have proof for that one then. But let's move on to my hand of the king of the pod, Eric, a.k.a. E-Nam, a.k.a. Young, whatever name he makes up for himself. Now, it seems like these hands, I don't know, there's always plots to kill the king. The hand is frequently involved. So, what do we got on this guy? Well, it's not so much what we have on him now, but I'm just warning you. He might act like he doesn't care, but he's as power-hungry as they get. I wouldn't eat or drink a thing around him, and definitely don't go hunting with him. 
Well, that's very upsetting news because I had a delicious pizza right here. It's like fresh out of the oven. Pepperoni, my favorite. And, you know, my mouth is watering, but he's due to be in here in a couple of minutes. I'm not supposed to eat this delicious pizza in his presence. You had better scarf it down and don't drink from the office coffee. He's always hanging out by the coffee. All right, so I can eat the pizza right now. Yeah. All of them. just... Fold it up, New York style. Keep talking there. And last but not least, I hear the two of them are coming in here to spout some ridiculous, insane theories. Oh yeah, that's yeah. That was supposed to be our topic of conversation coming up in just a few minutes. Well, crazy I wouldn't theories. trust them. So they're just trying to throw you off the trail of what they're actually up to. Now, does this mean that because the theories are supposed to be crazy, so unbelievable already? Mm-hmm. Does that mean they might come in and say, "Oh, these are just some crazy theories," you know, people online make this stuff up, ha ha. But really, they might be right, and they're and that's the lie. Exactly. Oh. My mind is blown, Lady Liss. I don't know what to do with all this information. Well, finish your pizza. Oh, right. Clean the rest of your mind off the wall. I guess I'll cancel my my goose hunting trip I was going to take with Eric. Yes, nothing, you know, don't go with him. Nothing related to gooses or goslings, Ryan Gosling. Gosling was supposed to be our third. That's what I heard. I can't invite him either now. You just get Macaulay Culkin instead. Okay. Yeah. That's better. I'm, I probably should just get Macaulay in there instead, because normally when me and Gosling are in the same room or same vicinity, people get confused, like, which one is which. Right. Like, we look so similar. But with Macaulkin in there, that's probably not going to happen. So. Macaulkin. <laughs> yeah, Macaulkin. That's my nickname for him. I like it. You two are very close. We're close. Maybe we'll just go, um, you know, play pool or something, yeah. since we're not hunting. And you should hang out with him. Otherwise, he's going to be home alone. Oh, good. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but... If we go out in the city, might be home alone, too. You know, we lost in New York. Yeah, but there's at least that old lady with the pigeons, and she might help you out. Okay. Oh, wait, are those pigeons... Wait a minute. That pigeon lady, are some of those pigeons your little birds? I've said too much. Oh, okay. Well, thank you, lady. That's my, my trustworthy master of whisperers. Faithful as always, I guess you can go ahead and show... Uh, my hand of the king of the pot and my master of coin and to talk some crazy song of ice and fire theories and we'll talk to you next time on a small council thanks and i will go get them just be sure to keep your wits about you all right let me finish my pizza first with aluminum foil. all right after a short recess in court your boy king of the pod drew is back and we're back here in the cube aka the Small chambers, the small council chambers. Is that what, is that what it should be called? Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's where we are. My hand of the king of the pod is saying that we should call it that. My master of coin is agreeing, so that's good. I might as well introduce you back into it. Uh, master of coin, a.k.a. Ladyfinger, <laughs> a.k.a. Anna. <laughs> Would you want to say something to, to get things started, Anna? Oh, okay. What have you been up to since the last time we convened in the small council? Well, um... Game of Thrones related, of Game course. of Thrones related. Well, I did some sleuthing and, you know, kept up with some of the uh, theory boards and stuff after the show was over, but I have actually gone into and I'm starting to read the... Uh, what are the what are they called? The, the short stories. The short stories of the uh, the Duncan Egg nove- the, novellas. Yeah, I'm is reading, that what you're referring to? Yeah, I'm actually reading those right now. Um, okay, 
So how far into it are you? I believe there's three published. There's three published. I'm reading like the compiled one as one big novel. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I'm like almost done with the first one. Okay, so you've not finished the first one. Nope, but I already know what happens because I read the graphic novel. So <laughs> the classic way to do something is to read the graphic novel first, and then yeah, obviously read it. If there was a you know a TV, I don't know. Are they going to do a special TV special on these? They might as well. And you can watch that first, and then there was rumors, but who knows at this point? Who would play a dunk? I guess someone very big and tall. No actors jumping to mind. Leah Schreiber. Okay, I don't. I mean, Leah Schreiber is a pretty big guy. He's a large. But man. the dunk I'm picturing from these, he's like, he's like probably bigger than that even. True. Although, have you read? Have you Tom read these, Cruise uh, look like a normal a normal human being? <laughs> I feel like we can make Leah Schreiber look like a giant man. Look like a giant uh, <clears throat> dunk the lung. Okay, I guess that's true. Have you read these uh, novellas? Uh, I have not. Well, let's and that right there. <laughs> so. Uh, my small council is knowledgeable as always, but that's all right. What we need to be knowledgeable about today is crazy fan theories about the books, but let, let's finish up the introductions. Hand of the King of the Pod, Eric, a.k.a. E-Nam, a.k.a. Young. I'm just giving you your normal type of intro on our podcast. Oh, yeah, it's not, it's not sports I know now. we haven't done uh, Mr. Zerrell. I guess I'm Young Hand of the King of the Pod. <laughs> well, you said that on Small Council One. <laughs> right. I expect you to come up with some, a new one each time. God damn it! I've let I let you down. I let the kingdom down. I let all seven kingdoms down. <laughs> well, I won't disagree. But let's continue. <laughs> By the way, before we do continue with these theories, real quick, Master of Coin, I think you do still owe me twenty dollars from last time I asked, and you said, "Oh, I got to go back and check the silver stags and the gold coin." You know, I have to check the. The King's uh, Mint. Well, I still didn't get that 20, though. So uh, I didn't sign anything. There had to have been a written agreement for this. I so. feel like he's the king of the pod, though. Good point, uh, Lord Hand. I, so I feel like I should I'd be happy to lend those sign 20 sags, but that's like 50% interest, you know. Hmm. Well, Wait, so, so, so you are also giving him 50% interest on that, so you now own 30 gold stags? No, 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 no. It's a loan. I'm going to loan it to him, so oh. he'll owe me 30. I don't, I don't know how you. I don't know if you know how being the king works. <laughs> You're supposed to be managing my finances, the crown's finances here. I'm not taking a loan from you, Ladyfinger. All right. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Let's talk theories. So, just for the purpose of this, to set it up for everyone, these are book-based theories. We're going to go over, mm-hmm. um, not show-based. So, if you haven't read all the books, you probably won't know what we're talking about anyway. And a lot of times, but. You may not want to continue listening, or you might want to just to hear all of our dulcet tones. It's probably going to be pretty charming, so you might as well stay. Yes, but anyway, and just pretend you know it's you know things like uh, I don't know the Blackfire rebellions and things like this. But uh, regardless, when we're talking crazy theories, I mean, there's the obvious theories like R plus L equals J, which mentioning the show confirmed it at least in show canon. Uh, still up for grabs in the books, but that's not what we'd consider right, a crazy theory. That's a pretty obvious one, or very likely one. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any other examples of more obvious, likely theories that are popular? Uh, just to contrast here. Uh, like, before 
before this season, the fan theory, the the book fan theory that like Jon Snow is definitely going to be revived in the next book. Right. Okay. True. Yeah. That wasn't too much of a stretch. The the yeah. show the show especially couldn't kill off its main character, but the the book basically set Jon up as the lead male. So yeah, I don't uh, see that happening in the book either. Him just being dead. Although I don't know if this theory is crazy or not, but we have I have heard uh, some things like he'll just unlike what happens in the show that he'll be. Not really himself, which he seems to still be in the show, but mm-hmm. controlled by Bran or controlled by someone else, Blood right. Raven or someone like that. Huh. But either way, so those are more like logical things based on direct clues that are like the R plus L equals J, or just based on storytelling convention with the John being revived in the next in the Winds of Winter. But some crazier ones might be something like uh, E dash. Now mentioned last time uh, on the first Small Council pod and. Uh, it's my favorite thing. Remember, uh, remind us all what that one was. So uh, the we're, we're talking about like Zapruder level like tinfoil theories, which is also the name of a website. But uh, these Zapruder level tinfoil theories. <laughs> just the tinfoil theories. So the one that I brought up last time was the rampant like it's it's getting wild out there that Varys is a merman, right? Which is uh, <laughs> it's been. It's been going for a while, but especially after he seemed, and because the timelines didn't super match up on the finale, because he seemed to get from one place to another very quickly. Oh, that's why you mentioned it last time, because when we were talking show, I think. Yeah, yeah, because he just, he crossed the sea very quickly, or, or seemed to, uh, because fans can't, uh, fans don't have object permanence, so. Right. But now, are, are mermaids slash men, uh, are they capable of, I, I get they live in the water and they swim and everything, but... Are they capable of faster travel than a normal type of fish? Which would still I assume take a while. It's a Finding Nemo situation where you jump into the Gulf Stream and then just like, oh, we're in Volantis like now. A, a dentist's office or something. You yeah, know, well, well, you have happens. to flop out of the fishbowl and then, yeah, yeah. Okay. classic, <laughs> classic Finding Nemo fish there. But let's forget the show, like we, like I mentioned, and, and just book related. I mean, because I did hear this theory a couple of years ago, and not talk. I think it was about. Um, using book clues or whatever what are mm-hmm. these book theorist tinfoil hat wearers saying why do they think Varys is really a, a merman so the first thing they do is they go about uh, establishing that like merfolk is not like a not like a weird thing in the world like we, we have seen giants we have seen magic and dragons and evil ice zombies so like if merfolk is where you're drawing the line, just like mm, <laughs> magical creatures just don't exist in this world. I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> even things we haven't seen directly on page, like people are talking about, like oh, there's a giant kraken in the sea. Like well, that yeah. seems plausible that there could be because there's dragons and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. But has anyone actually mentioned merfolk as a in the book whatsoever? Has that been brought up at all? People uh, in in one of the books there there is talk about. Um, Someone's on a boat rounding the fingers. It might be Davos, and someone just like casually mentions, uh, like creepy merfolk, just, okay. just tall tales, like they do in the very beginning when they're talking about like the white snarks and grunkins. And, yeah, absolutely. And mermans. Yeah. There's um, there's also like this oily like stone that they that they have a lot of, especially like the the throne. And the Iron, Iron Islands is made, made out of it. Black and uh, yeah. Have you guys read the or looked into the World of Ice and Fire book? No. It's kind of more like a textbook. So. I want to uh-huh. buy it, but it's, like, so expensive. Yeah. So I, I just got the, uh, yeah, I don't have the, the physical copy. I purchased it on my iPad um, and just flipped through it that way, which is, I believe, a lot cheaper than the big physical copy, but not as cool. But um, 
There, it's mentioned in that that there's like a bunch of these oily black stones all over the world. And yes, past history. And so they 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 feel like they appear to be like remnants of an underwater civilization because they already look like tools or furniture or something. Like yeah. they they have been shaped. And some I I saw people saying it was like a reference to who is the author Lovecraft I believe. Uh huh. Which I don't really know anything about, but not I guess a lot myself. Cthulhu or like some some of this mythology is something about an oily black stone, but is that tied in? That is tied into the merman theory with Varys, or just, yeah, this is them just establishing that like yeah, there merman under the water, yeah, people, which I think is the Lovecraft thing, maybe. And then as far as Varys, I know for sure there's a scene in the very first book where Arya is snooping in the dungeons and she's like trying to catch cats or some shit. Yeah, and she's one specific cat, right? absolutely, just 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 one cat. That that's my bad. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> the king must be harsh. She's snooping on. Uh, who we, who we know are Varys and Illyria, right. but like they're in a weirdly inaccessible place. They're they're in the dungeon, like below all the dragon heads, and she has right. no idea how they got there. Uh, they they appear to have come out of a well. Is the only like entrance, and it, it's like it there's water, and it's like how the fuck. So is, in these people's minds, is Illyrio also a mer folk since he was with Varys in the situation? Some do extend <clears throat> some do extend the conspiracy to. Uh, Illyrio and also Littlefinger. Littlefinger, uh, we know Varys has no junk, also tangent. Um, That's true. So his whole story about the magic and the voice and the flames could be totally made up. Also, Littlefinger always claims to like have something on Varys, and Varys is like, they're they're not exactly buds, but Varys is not okay, quick to like betray Littlefinger or his plans. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's L I L apostrophe finger. All right, I don't know if I agree with them on this on this section of the theory because I do feel like they are pretty diametrically opposed, and mm-hmm. mm, they might, they kind of work together a little bit in the first novel, but for the most part, they're not. I don't. I didn't get the feeling that Ferris is afraid to cross Littlefinger in any way. Totally, uh, it it is mentioned a couple times when they're talking about like the we who presume to to rule that speech. Uh, it is mentioned a couple times that Littlefinger does have information on Varys that could fuck him up in the larger scheme of things. It's never really mentioned what that would be, as is Martin's want. But those are really the oh, kind right. of theories we're talking about. Okay. Yeah, so this one's pretty crazy. Is there anything else? I'm trying to remember back when I first heard about this. So I guess, yeah, he has no junk, whatever. His appearance, his bald-shaped head is really... Oh, there's no tied. bed in his room. Oh right, because it's he because really, merman don't merman don't sleep in a traditional bed. <laughs> right, he would sleep in the bath. In a bathtub, so. And he's always perfumed. Yeah, it's true. Any to hide the fish like smell. I, <laughs> there I we go. All right, yeah. now we're now we're cooking with gas. <laughs> yeah, so I guess this one is pretty ridiculous. I certainly don't believe it myself. I I don't see when you get into these some of these crazier theories. Even if some things add up here and there, you start to think like. What would be the logical reason for this? Why would Martin write this subplot, or what? Like, this doesn't match up. Like, right? Occam's razor is not kind of these theories. Right, and Occam's razor being the most likely. The answer that requires the the fewest explanations is probably the most correct. Probably, but going along with that, uh, does that apply to a lot of these things in the Song of Ice and Fire books? Because there are some pretty complex, convoluted. Um, plot lines here. Fair. Um, like, for example, I would say the whole poisoning of Joffrey's situation. Mm. I've always found the necklace with 
Queen of Thorns, Sansa grabbing it from. That's a little convoluted right there itself. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't think that's the most easy explanation. And certainly a lot of the characters in the story itself don't realize what happened. They're not thinking. Uh, well, to the way. extent that it's never really confirmed for us who did it, people are just like, yeah, that was me. But several people admit to it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, so you could be on something. Straight up admits to it, but. Uh, but sort of the Sansa, I mean, in the book, there's no. We don't get her perspective, so. We that's true. Yeah, don't, that's like a show yeah, in the show, she tells Marjorie that she point blank on the show but book wise I don't think she ever does so mm-hmm. but I mean it's she's obviously doing something with Sansa and the necklace and all that so but anyway I just bring that up to try to think of more complicated plot lines that Martin goes for but yeah I, I don't think this folk thing is holding water for me <laughs> anyway what what uh Ladyfinger what uh what do you have in terms of what what's some of your more popular to yourself, I guess. I don't know. Well, it's a weird way to put it. I guess What's your my, more popular theory? My theory has become more palatable, I guess, as the show progressed, but it has been a theory since before this season. Um, it's the brand is all brands uh, theories. Okay. And this could work in the books as well. Yes. yes. Well, this actually was a, I, I believe it was a book theory first, and then when the whole time travel thing came about then people were like oh my god this theory makes sense but let me explain further so the theory i think you better (laughs) so the the theory came about in just from the first book when old nan she mistakes bran stark for brendan stark his uncle and and then it's then described that to nan all the brands all the same are the same in her mind Mm -hmm. it is a very specific quote and it's People have attributed that's like, oh my gosh, um, maybe Bran is all brands. Like, and because looking back, also a lot of things Old Nan say says in the first book that people think are crazy or whatever. Certainly, Maester Lewin does and all that. If you look back now, a lot of these things were true. Like the others came and whatever. Exactly. These are real things. So exactly. It holds, yeah, it holds more weight. Yeah. Now, there are some people who think Bran is literally all Brandons in the universe. Now, and is it just all Brandon Starks? or? That's the question, right? Okay. So there are two ways to look about it. People think he's all Brandons, like literally all Brandons, because, you know, you think of Brandon Rivers, and he's... Well, that's Brendan, isn't It's that? Brendan, right? So it's all Br- Brandon included with Brendan as well? This is what the... Would that mean that he's also Brendan Frazier? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> is, he, is he taking on Imhotep in another dimension? Right. I can see that. Um, I can really see that. Hanging out with Rachel Weisz? Okay, yeah. that's all I've got on that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea is that, you know, he, when the Three-Eyed Raven, you know, is him, and it just... Because Three-Eyed Raven's... Brendan Rivers. This is Brendan Blood Rivers. Raven. This is so Brand as well. Okay. He's also Brand. Also, uh, people think he might be Brandon Stark because Brandon Stark died before Bran was born. Ned's brother. Older Ned's brother. older brother, okay. which to me doesn't actually make sense. Doesn't really, no. But, but, but what is the? Uh, so, because he can do this time paradox. Because he can do the thing. time. But if you want to look and just base solely on like book stuff. You know, the idea of the big one is Bran is is Bran the Builder. Right. And the evidence for this is that, you know, before Bran hurt his legs, you know, and became paralyzed, he used to love to climb. And he used to love to 
figure out all the nooks and crannies of like Winterfell and everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the stories about Bran the Builder, sometimes he's described as a little boy. These are uh, legends. Remind now. everyone who, who what Bran the Builder is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so Bran the Builder was the guy who built the wall. He also built, he's a legendary figure, so from like thousands and thousands of years before uh, what's going on. He's a legendary hero. Um, He built the wall, and he also supposedly built Winterfell, as well as Storm's End, I I believe. And he is just described as having this wonderful ability of being able to build these places that are extremely safe and fortified. Like in in an architect sense, or like he's like magicking the wall up. It's unclear. It's unclear. So there are like certain accounts that say he made deals with the um, children of the forest Mm. and things like that. But it's all like legendary talk. But both Storm's End and the wall do seem to have magical properties attached to them. So Exactly. And so does Winterfell probably. We don't really know for sure. Okay. So and you're supposed to have built that as well. Mm -hmm. And it, it, does this theory posit that Bran, like Bran Stark, the one we know from the story, went back in time somehow to do all this, or like it's all it all gets really confusing. This it does get confusing. There's some people who postulate that Bran is when he's warging, he's seeing everything time as the same. Uh, it's one mm-hmm. of those paradoxes. So he's just seeing time as another dimension. Okay. So like everything's occurring at the same time. Right. The way I read it, he exists out of time. And just is at all these points, making sure that things go exactly how they have to go. And also fucking some things up. Yeah. Or is he? We don't know, right? Because if he knows everything, then Mm. maybe he's doing what he's supposed to do. So in that regard, you know, if he is doing all this, then Bran is, you know, the puppet master, as we say. Mm. If he's all the brands. Do any of the creators of this theory that you've seen have any explanation of how this is going to be revealed to us as the reader? I know. Uh, a lot of people are, do think it's tinfoily. People do believe that there is a, definitely a link with Bran and Bran the Builder. I, I think that's probably the strongest one. As for every other brand, there are other brands that are mentioned. There's like a crazy brand. There's a, a brand that's like a magical person. Um, but they're like briefly mentioned. You're not really sure. And also, supposedly, the Night's King was also a That's what a I was just thinking. Mm-hmm. The Night's, because old Nan's like, but it really was a Stark. Or does she even say it was a Bran, Bran and Stark? She doesn't say so. But I, th- I don't know where it came from to be honest. But it is mentioned that it could be a Bran. The uh, Night's King. Stark. Yeah, it might not come from anywhere. But people just speculate. That's another thing interesting though. So. In a story like this or other ones, there could just be parallels created by the author to show, like, there's this mythical character. Now the character we know is similar to them, and it's, like, some maybe not symbolism isn't my, the word, but, like, a parallel or whatever. Uh, things happen in history, now they're happening again. It doesn't necessarily mean that that was that person or it's directly, you know what I'm saying? Well... Where's the line there? Well, now that they've introduced time travel, I think right. people are like going nuts with this We're in theory. season five lost territory right For, now. Yeah. Everything is everything. For this yeah. specific one, the time travel uh, from the show at least is, is opening this up to seem a little more likely. But not even just with this theory, but in general. like, Does a story get ruined? I guess my question is if there's too much of this sort of thing and not leaving for enough of uh, just parallels or 
I don't know. Could just be a parallel. I mean, yeah. we don't really know. This is just a... It, like I said, it, I definitely think it's a bit tinfoily. I do like the idea, though, that Bran is Bran the Builder for some reason. It, it is interesting, certainly. I wouldn't have believed it at all before some of this newer information we're getting, so we never know what's going to happen. Um, I mean, I have a bunch of these other main theories written down. There's um, there's a bunch of theories of just this guy is that guy. High Sparrow is Holland Reed, and a theory I've never cared for. Certainly on the show, that didn't turn out to be the case. But the characters are very different anyway. Quite different. Uh, there's always the Dario is Yoran Greyjoy one, which a lot of people really get deep into. Never particularly cared for this one myself either, but I, I see it a little slightly more than the High Sparrow one. But Oh, so that when he comes back to the Iron Islands and takes the throne, he's like, no, I've already been over there. Yeah, well, he doesn't say that to the people, but right. I mean... The theory is, like... The subtext being... Well, people have looked into it and said, like, there is a bunch of blanks in the story where Dario's not present in Daenerys' chapters. She sends him away on, like... Yeah, missions and whatever. And people also say that Dario... I mean, uh, Euron is able to, like, sail super fast using the wind or something. It really says he can. Mm -hmm. Like, I am the wind. Or whatever he says, um... Or maybe he's a merman. Yeah, maybe he's a merman. <laughs> you know, he's, he's a more sexier merman than Varys, I guess. With dope hair. Yeah. But uh, also people say that... Well, it's just like the theory is like, how is Yoran so sure about that he could get with Danny? But maybe he already has as Dario. So. Okay. But yeah. obviously, okay. obviously the show, this wouldn't happen either. We see the two characters clearly separate, but I don't know. I never. I don't know how this one works. I've also seen a couple people saying Dario is Benjamin Stark, which <laughs> yeah, just because they're missing, I guess. Are, sure. I don't know. That one's really silly. I haven't even really tried to look into that to see if it's anything real. So that those people are those people. But uh, the one I was going to look into a little more, and I don't believe this one either. But it is more a little bit more interesting than the other two to me. This one is Mance Radar is really Rhaegar, who's apparently still alive, and is Mance Radar. <laughs> okay. So, do, do any of you, either of you, uh, have any idea how this would work? I do not remember if he dies in the last book the way that he dies. I know he doesn't die the way that he Mance dies in the show. Mance is definitely is he still alive. alive? He's still okay. alive. He's yeah. able the bard in Winterfell. So Mance Raider is Rhaegar Targaryen. <laughs> so he just doesn't die at the Trident. Correct. He would not have. Well, yeah, so basically what... I, I don't know if it's one main person came up with this or who, who can tell with all these... Some nerd. online. They're all... <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, obviously it was a nerd. That's without question. But, <laughs> you know, it's like people adding on to it. Like, who, who to credit? I don't know. But, like, what I'm reading says that... Well, some of the symbolic stuff is the, the color is black and red. So... Okay. Rhaegar wore black and red armor. That's Targaryen colors. On the trident, he had red rubies, which was focused on a lot... Mance, when he's telling the story of how he deserted the Night's Watch to John, says he was uh, he was nursed to health by a wildling woman or something like that. She gave him a black and red cloak. He got back to the Night's Watch and they said, "You can't have this. You have to wear all black or whatever." And he's like, "Fuck this! I'm leaving, deserting." And that's black and red. Like there's red thread all over it or something. Mm. So just that color. Also, the rubies. People say they could be glamoured because. Even in the man's storyline, he's using, for Melisandre, uh, glamoured rubies to pretend to be a rattleshirt at the one point. Mm. So people, are, some people have said that 
on the trident, Robert really killed someone in disguise as Rhaegar. Oh, that's... Okay. Um, that's tinfoil Yeah. Well, obviously it's tinfoil People... So, going along with this theory, people say that Arthur Dane is also still alive and he's really caught in half-hand. Well, he he would not still be alive. Well, now, but I mean... Yeah. And when, the, when our story starts, uh, when Game of Thrones or... Or whatever the second book starts. It was so when they see they've lost their best generals, just sort of bounce. Yeah. Well, he wasn't at the battle. Anyway, right. He was at the Tower of Tower of Troy, which happened later anyway. But there's some explanation, I guess, of how what went down. I mean, Tower of Troy is obviously tied into this. Right. Mm-hmm. We do not get a confirmed kill on Arthur Dane. No. And, and yeah. I mean, in the show they did, but yeah, we keep need to keep bringing that up. So another thing with this theory is. The story of Bill the Bard, which is, you guys remember what that is? It's like a legend from the books. I'm blanking. Right. Um, shit. Can you explain? Yeah. So <laughs> Bill the Bard was, I believe, a wildling guy or some guy, regardless if he was wildling or not, who stole one of the, uh, whoever Lord Stark was at the time, stole his daughter. Right. And there's more, a lot more details, but I want to get into it. But. Uh, and even Mance is directly par- he mentions this story and he clearly likes the story and this guy if he's real or whatever and Mance is kind of paralleling that as like the able character right now in Winterfell doing similar type of stuff he's a bard as well that's another thing with Rhaegar they both are play music a lot mm. they're both said to play music Rhaegar played the harp and all that but also Rhaegar Supposedly stole Lord Stark's daughter as well. So this is the other parallel here. I think a blue rose or winter flower, or whatever it is, is tied into that story as well. So that's like basically the gist of the this whole Mance as Rhaegar theory. Well, so obviously, and to make this theory make sense, clamoring himself to not look like Rhaegar, right? Because if he's a Targaryen, that's pretty obvious. I guess yeah. That's the main. I would say this is the main. The appearance is the main spot where this theory falls down just on a logical level also Mance is supposed to be have been raised by the Night's Watch from a boy then deserted and went on his own theoretically I guess he's dead or whatever and Rhaegar knows about this and would have just said I'm just gonna become him pretend to be him like cause that doesn't add up either yeah cause people wouldn't know him. who Mance is like in the Night's yeah, Watch and everything exactly um, but I guess if there was a gap in time, people haven't seen Mance in a couple of years, then Rhaegar shows up disguised as him, saying it's him. I guess that could theoretically work. I mean, here's the thing with all these these people are, these people theories. I think a lot of it comes because in the book there are people in disguise as other people and things like that, mm-hmm. even with the glamouring or otherwise. So it is certainly the precedent is there from uh, Martin, but... I don't know. I personally don't think... I, I just don't like... Like, I wouldn't really like Rhaegar to still be alive. It's a little too far for me, but... It's time to wrap it up, and that's that's another thread that, like, could yeah. go literally anywhere. Really, yeah. So, and yeah, I don't see what the... If he was alive, he could potentially become king again, or what, what's Jon Snow's role in this now? Yeah. Um, but it would be interesting. Um, any more you guys want us out of these crazy tinfoil theory there is yeah i actually do have another one that i think is really funny it's um jesus i forgot the cat's name uh but it's the thing sir pounds sir pounds Pounds. not the cat that aria was going after in the the other no no no, the real king of westeros as they say (laughs) so 
this is a fun theory that actually was explored in pretty pretty like deeply that Sir Pounce is actually Azor Ahai. <laughs> and uh, it's because I mean this is all like it's ridiculous. Azor Ahai fuck out of here. But <laughs> like I love cats and I would love if a cat was like Azor Ahai and was made to save everyone, but the justification behind this one is that in the legends of Azor Ahai, um, there is a, you know, someone born under a, sh- a falling star um, has to be associated with ash and fire, and then there's another. Oh, thing. it's like salt and smoke. Salt, or smoke. Because um, hmm. uh, that's something people justify to say Jon Snow is Azor Ahai, because when he gets stabbed by what's his name, he's crying, which is salt, and there's smoke or something. Yeah, so that's what yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so Sir Pounce, he's been around since God knows how long when. People don't know. That's why they call him the real uh, king of Westeros. He's been he hangs out in uh, the the Red Keep. So this is where, not to um, blow up this theory before I hear it, but <laughs> there there is some conflation going on here. So the cat that Arya is chasing. So I have heard some a theory about this cat, which is what Sir Pounce is not. He Sir Pounce was along with two other cats given to Tom and his kitten, so mm-hmm. they weren't like old and right. the How cat you're thinking of is the one that's that's like a mean cat that Art is chasing. Right. That's the one who's been around a long time and people yes. don't know. What's his was, name? So. I, I can't, can't remember, but sorry. I heard some theory about that that yeah, it's someone's really warged into that cat. When they died, they warged into it or something. I didn't hear that one. Okay. I heard that this cat is just like Azora High. He's Azora High because he yeah. was like born in red in the Red Keep. Supposedly, red. we don't really know. Um, he's always associated with um, with smoke, like in his descriptions and stuff, like a smoky black atmosphere, smoky this. He also looks smoky. He has like a he's like a gray black cat. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think the rest of it's kind of garbage. But <laughs> <laughs> so he looks smoky, and he was born in the Red Keep. And I think just because like no one can catch him, no one can catch yeah. him, and he has an affinity for fire or okay. something like it's that. It's part of his or a high legend that no one can catch him. <laughs> no, but I mean, I guess that's that's where it came from. I don't know. But I thought it was a fun theory to bring All up. Right. Because that, is, that is fun. Would you ever name a cat a Zora High if you get a new cat? Is that on the, the, the table for names? It's a long name for a cat. It'd have to be like just a Zora. Or it could be or PTP, I. Prince the no, Prince that was promised. Prince that promised. No, yeah, it's not very good. You just call yeah. it Prince, and then people could be like, "Well, I should really like Purple Rain," but you know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but okay. Anything else from you, Lord Hand? I did have one more. Uh, Hit us. I, I would like to thank Ladyfinger for for bringing a more bonkers theory in because. Uh, my, the first one I discussed was a little wild, and then you guys were like, oh, yeah, no, just, like, really plausible book theories that have some holes in them. Um, this one is also bonkers. Uh, Hodor is an agent of evil, or the great other himself. Oh, boy. So, go ahead. I was you just going to say the great other, well, not a question, really, but the great other is, like, what Melisandre is talking about. Yeah, the Lord of Light's, like, ultimate opposite. enemy. Okay. Yeah. So, it goes... We, like, in the show, which we are not discussing here, we do see Hodor's origin story, allegedly. Um, but the books aren't up there, and it might not go the same way. Probably won't, frankly. Right. Robert... Yeah, that's a little too clean for this. Um, uh, George R. R. Martin is really keen on, like, weaving elements of, like, other cultures, like, fantasy, mythology into this. Like, he's made explicit mention of, like, 
he's using whites from North Norse mythology, like just the restless souls of the undead, uh, just just hanging out and pillaging. Just, yeah, that, that's my nerd. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's got that going on. There's a there's another time where he mentions that Eastern mythology that time is a snake eating its own tail and everything's going to come back, uh, which also is just like a straight rib of the far more superior fantasy series Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time, but that's another thing uh, entirely. You think that Wheel of Time is far superior? I do. We, we don't have to I've have that battle here. Anything, but so I can't, I won't be I love uh, it so much. able to battle on that one. Anyway, he does mention that, that particular mythology. Like, other mythologies are out there, but he, he does use a lot of Norse mythology, um, especially in like the background stories with the Lord of Light and everything. Right. So, in Norse mythology, the name of their gr- version of the great uh, other is literally Hodor with uh, with no second O. It's just H-O-D-R. Hodor. Right, Hodor. And in their mythology, he kills their Lord of Light, Baldur. But, like, that's a it's a thing that he has introduced into his, like, background storytelling. Just like, I am going to use Norse mythology. And we know that Hodor's name isn't actually Hodor. He just says it all the time. Right. His name it's is Walder. Willis. Well, in the book, it's Walder. Yeah, you're right, you're right. It's yeah. Walder. Um... So there's that whole thing. The uh, part of the theory that, like, now to to just not make it a convenient coincidence, uh, what they do, the the nerds that created this theory, he can only say the one thing. They feel like because the last time there was a uh, long night, like seven hundred years ago or whatever, however long it was, last time there was a long night in order to defeat the the White Walkers and the Great Other, then. The Starks, who were a far more powerful house at the time, obviously, used some kind of blood magic to bind uh, the spirit of the Great Other beneath Winterfell, which is why, A, it's super fucking creepy down there, and B, there always must be a Stark in Winterfell because of the magic. Because that's, it is just a thing that they say, but to and for this to work, it would have to be like a magical law. And as we notice in at least the books and definitely the show... Or at least the show, and almost definitely the books. Like when there are no Starks in Winterfell, when Theon is uh, in, in control, and from then on, when the Boltons have it, that is when the Whites, who have been like restless and like encroaching on territory and definitely pushing the Wildlings further south, but that's when they get super powerful. Like that's when Hardhome happens in the uh, show. I actually forget if Hardhome happened in the books. So well, just in it's mentioned books off here. Yeah, it is. Cotter Pike goes to deal with it. John gets a letter back from him saying, dead things in the water, dead things all yeah. over. That's supposed to be hard home, I guess. I mean, that's where they are. Um, in the book, we're still in a spot where there's no Stark in Winterfell. Still, yes. Uh, I don't know. But about the the White Walkers, I guess, ramping up things up when that happens, I don't know if that... I guess, yeah, at, we don't know what's happening in the book at Hardhome, for it. but... But I guess, I don't know if that's true, really. I mean, we see them, obviously, when there are plenty of Starks there at the beginning. Yeah. First chapter of the first book. They still, at this point, aren't over the wall or anything. Like, I could see it better, at least, if they had breached the wall when the Mm -hmm. Starks were out of Winterfell. That would make a little more sense. But going back to Hoder, is there more parallels from the mythology thing, or what's the... We're basically done with the parallels of the mythology. Uh, That was just, like, it, it has been introduced. And the name of the Norse god... The name of the the Great Other is Hodor, and uh, if that's the if that's the name of the Great Other in this, Willis or Walder may have like been just like fucking around in the crypts and accidentally encountered to the threshold of where they're keeping the Great Spirit, and it, it like 
fucked with him because he's not a Stark. There, there's no magic in his like blood. Inside him or something. Yeah. So it, it was at least devastating. And now the only thing he can say is that person's name. The the bonkers fan theory posits that like he is also at least controlled by or now an agent of that evil spirit and is like bringing Bran north of the wall where he's more vulnerable as part of like yeah this is what we have to do. I'm just a big idiot carrying you around. But like also so that's what he wants. It. Okay. Yeah. And, like, Melisandre, any of these Red Priests or um, Lord of Light people haven't really come across Hodor at all. Right, N- none Maybe of them have they did, they would, the light bulbs would go off or something. Yeah. Because this is a separate thing, but the the book-only character of Patchface, which is the mm-hmm. fool, there's, I think, a tinfoil f- theory about he's really the drowned god or something. <laughs> and um, I've heard that. Melisandre is, like, creeped out by him saying he's, like, an evil creature or something. Maybe it could be the same thing if she sees Hodor, if this is true. Also, just a really brutal name, Patchface. Yeah, well, I don't think it's. I, I don't think it was on his birth certificate or anything. Fair. But, uh, yeah, it's, he got those tattoos all over his face. That's the way they do it in Volantis. Well, all right, that's interesting. That would be crazy if that's how the book ended with Hodor. I don't know. Ends I would way love that. <laughs> Hodor. Hoder. We won't. We won't really pity him as much. Ah, uh, I guess. Well, well, I mean, he's in this. Well, if it's not his case, fault, it still wasn't his fault. It, was yeah. it wasn't Walder's fault or whatever. All right. I mean, I guess we we can about wrap things up there. There's a couple other things I've written down. Some of these other ones I've written actually aren't that tinfoil. Like some of these other ones are actually more plausible. We have um, Oberyn poison Tywin, which I actually believe. Mm, okay. Ooh. You guys know what that one is. Like I said, I don't really think this is even tinfoil, but the theory goes that... The reason he was... He Tywin was dying already dumb. before huh. Tyrion killed him. There's a couple of descriptions saying he looked bad or sick. His corpse after he died was really, like, stung up the room or whatever. It was, mm. uh, seemed decaying more or something. Right, they say it as, like, a joke. Yeah. yeah. But, but, I mean, why? That's true. That's the only dead body of, like, funeral we get where that happens, it seems like. And then, of course, because o- what Oberyn uh, came to town for in the first place. Sweet, sweet vengeance. Right, so it, it seems like this, and what he's known for. So it seems, that okay. one seems likely. There's like a Tyrell conspiracy theory, which some parts could be true, I don't know. Hit us with that. Yeah. I We don't have time to get in the whole thing, and I don't have it all written down. But like, basically it says that the Tyrells are lying to, well, to, to Lannister, certainly, and other people really do, playing their own game. So... In the book, it seems at this point the report is that Loras was gravely injured um, storming Dragonstone, mm-hmm. uh, which Cersei's pumped about, but we never get real confirmation. And people are saying that they uh, never really stormed Dragonstone at all. It's all a lie by the Tyrells. Loras is fine. He could potentially pop up again to fight or something. And it's not just the Loras thing. Like It's a bunch of other things. You could read up on it, but... I don't know if this happens in a... People may have got evidence from this, from a, one of the sample chapters from Winds of Winter, but there's one chapter later on after after we, as a surrogate of Cersei, find out about this whole Dragonstone thing where they say uh, people, other characters unrelated are reporting about what different castles have been taken and all that, and they seem to say that Drag... Oh, I remember now. It's from a Vale chapter where um, someone from the Vale is filling in Sansa and, and all this stuff and she says like they don't they mention all these castles are taken but not Dragonstone so mm. that's like more evidence mm. that they were lying Tyrells were lying about this I, I wish I could remember some other stuff but there's that 
there's a whole theory called Southern Ambitions, which deals with the past. You guys heard, heard of this one? This seems could be plausible to you. Like basically, it's saying that the the name is from um, Lady Dustin when she's talking to Theon. She's you remember this scene, this chapter? She's like talking. She's like real bitter about the Starks and everything, mm-hmm. and she says like Brandon Stark, Ned Stark's father, had Southern ambitions. That's why she couldn't marry Brandon or all this. So mm-hmm. basically, the theory is that when the Mad King was reigning all the other major houses were plotting against him, or most of them were, because normally the uh, the highborn people marry their, or like the main, like the Starks in the north or whatever, or the, the Tullys in the Riverlands, the main houses marry into their vassals' families mm-hmm. to like keep the area strong. But all of a sudden, around like a couple, whatever, 20, 15 years or whatever before the series starts, we have Starks getting engaged to Tullys, Aaron's uh, getting yeah. married... Even Tywin Lannister was, like, talking to potentially married people. And so, like, all these, like, major areas were doing things they don't normally do, which seemed to be, like, directly opposing areas. So I don't know where this... I always found this one interesting, at least. Like, I don't know what where it goes from here on in the story because it's, you know... It's it's all, like, ancient history. Stay scheming. Yeah, stay scheming. But, like, Robert ended up being... um, king anyway so they, right. it kind of worked even if it didn't go the way they thought but mm-hmm. so that one's interesting yeah so we're I'm kind of moving into more theories I might believe a little bit more are, are less tinfoily but I think that's going to about conclude small council number two do, do either of you have any closing uh, statements to offer mm. no not particularly but, uh... okay good so you're going to go grab me my 20 and uh, <laughs> I heard something about interest of 50%, so, so it's more like yeah, so 30 now. The terms are you're going to owe me 50%, you know, in like three months. That's how loans go, hmm. you know. Just, you know. Or you can use like one of the brothels, I mean. That's okay. <laughs> I've, you're offering brothel bucks. Brothel bucks, yeah. I mean, that's like, you know. Did you say brothel bucks or brothel box? <laughs> I said box. Okay. It's fine. All right. I wasn't taking it that dirty, All right. Lord Hannon, but I see where your mind's at. Just what's making your, sure. What's your closing statement? I just want Cersei Lannister to know how much I love her. Oh, boy, this again. Okay. Yeah. Always. Always this. Oh, God. So fictional character, Cersei Lannister, if you're listening. Yeah, you know. Uh, Lord Hand of the pod, of the king of the pod, rather. E-Nam, a.k.a. Eric, he loves you. So do with that what you will. I love her so much. I think she has bigger fish to fry right now. Oh, they've all, they're all fried, so. Yeah. <laughs> Not talking Tully's. Now's here, our but. time. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, it's, it's your boy, King Padre, signing up. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Liz, we spoke to you before. And hopefully, we'll be back soon enough for another edition of Thank you, Anna. Brooklyn Rebound. Thank you, guys. And the Illuminati that they're finally primed for world domination and soon you've got black helicopters coming across the border puppet masters for the new world order be aware there's always someone that's watching you and still the government won't admit they face a whole moon landing thought control race psychotronic scanning don't mind that i'm protected because i made this hat from aluminum Inclined 
to probe your butt or read your mind. Looks a bit peculiar. Seems a little crazy, but someday I'll prove. There's a big conspiracy. 